Hello and welcome back to the Tantric Lounge. I'm Jacqueline Hellier and here with my co-host Xavier Watercane, we're going to spend another hour taking you further on your journey to sexual empowerment. On this program, we invite all sensual explorers, we invite scientific mystics and spiritual intellectuals, people who like to think, people who like to feel, people who like to experience, and people who know that sex is a very vital and important part of true human experience, and that there's got to be a lot more to it than the very limited view of sex that tends to go around shame or sleaze that we've had in the past. This is the time for the third wave of sexuality. This is sex. Meaningful, beautiful. Sex is an art. Hi, Xavier. Hello. So what's happening in the life of the sex coach of the intelligent sensualist? (laughs) That would be moi. Yeah. Yes, it is. Well, do you realise that today is our 10th show? We're double digits. We're in double digits. Yay. I'm impressed. I'm impressed too, yes. So I hope many of our listeners have been following us for all 10 shows. If you haven't heard some of the past ones, please go back. Although we've been told we've been getting better and better. Well, yes, so maybe maybe they shouldn't listen to the earlier <laughs> ones. No, actually, the earlier ones were fine. And you can listen to the, ba- the past shows on tantriclounge.com, the Tantric Lounge. Well, and on Voice America. And on Voice America. And you can download the... Um, podcasts you can um yes subscribe on itunes and of course also at jacquelinehelia.com well and you can get all of my associated material there as well exactly yeah so lots of good things happening and uh well one thing that's coming up very shortly is my luscious woman retreat and that's quite relevant because at the moment we're (laughs) talking about women on the tantric lounge, women, femininity, and the, the beauty and the power of female sexuality. We talked about women last week, of course, we and did. you did that wonderful exercise where women were able to explore their genitals from within, which I found very distracting. <laughs> did you find your, your own inner vagina? My, my own inner vagina, well, so to speak. <laughs> so that was, that would have, for those of you who listened, yeah, that's just a foretaste of what the women's retreat will offer. Yes, yes. So the women's retreat's very much about getting women to feel, to really feel from the inside out what it is like to have an empowered sexuality because it's something that's very confusing for so many women. I think women more than men tend to be confused in our society around their sexuality. and Or at least, not, or at least women tend to feel less empowered in their mm. sexuality. Men might be equally confused, but they never true. feel disempowered. They hardly ever feel disempowered, yes. relatively speaking. Yes, that's true. That doesn't mean to say that there aren't a lot of sexually disempowered men out there. Absolutely. There are, and a lot of them yes. know that they are, and they're obviously seeking help through people yeah. like you, etc. Yes, yes, men, men can feel shamed about their sexuality for sure but they usually don't feel disempowered Mm. yes the last week we did talk about women stuff you need to know as a woman to feel good about your womanliness and your sexuality so this week we're going to take a look at that empowered sense of sexuality and what how you bring that into partnered sex absolutely Right. So it's so important that you feel it from within first. Like I always focus on sex from two parts. First is just you as an individual and feeling it on the inside because you can't just get it when you're engaged with someone else. Right. You've got to have it from within so that when you then engage with your partner, it is a true expression of self. And what lies within isn't just 
the self, there is a greater self that one can access, which leads to the title of this week's program, mm. Great Sex, Unleash the Goddess Within. Yes, within. Within. Don't just act something out. This is not acting like a porn star or acting in any way that you think you should be or buying into any limited myths about, oh, well, I'm a mother, so of course I've lost interest or I'm older, so I've lost interest or we've been together for so long that it's natural and normal for people to lose interest or, you know, that women when they get older are less sexual and blah, blah, blah. It just goes on and on and on, the kind of beliefs people will buy into to limit themselves in their sexuality, particularly women. And when you think of the word goddess, you think yes. of this fundamental archetype, you think of this great force of nature, this great conscious power, A this feminine. much freer, mm. more empowered energy that all women can tap into because we're talking yes. about universal energies here. In fact, even men can access goddess energy, but that's yes. a subject of another program. Mm. Right now, it's more about women, women yes. and how they can access these inner goddesses. So tell us about this inner goddess because you have this wonderful saying, mm. when a woman is free to be herself, sex takes on a spiritual dimension. Yes, it does. Okay. On your soapbox, Jack. On my soapbox. What does that mean? You know what? I might just actually read something out because um, I have this nice little article, which I'm actually going to post on my blog, the Tantric Lounge blog. So when a woman gets to a level of arousal where she's in a different zone, love drunk, in a heightened state, an altered state of consciousness, the sex changes. There's a different energy in that state. Strange things happen. You can become aware of different sensations in your body, feelings of ecstasy and rapture, of transport and transcendence. The description of this state sounds almost religious. The pleasure is there, yet it's not just genital. It suffuses the body and the mind. Sex in this state can be wild and crazy, or it can be completely serene, and it can go from one to the other and everywhere in between. She can spend time in what appears to be suspended animation, barely breathing, hovering in an ecstatic state. She can feel animal energies move through her, such as big cats and snakes, and she will roar and writhe in tune with these energies. She can feel goddess energies emerge, energies of compassion, of destruction, of power, of lust. She can sense the presence of beings and entities, gods and goddesses. She can feel herself merge with her partner or merge with the entire universe. Yet she can only get to these states if she is free to be herself. She must free herself of the limiting beliefs she holds around sex, let go of any awkwardness or shame around sex, ditch the myths around what she feels she should or shouldn't do, and her partner has to do this too. Until she can be this free, the sex remains in the physical realm. Physical sex is great, no problems there. But if you want to experience the truly sublime, then sex needs to be spiritual. And to be truly spiritual, the woman has to be completely free to be her true self. So these goddesses mm. that you talk about, mm. these energies are not external forces. They're, well, to some extent, they are like sunlight, I guess, that mm. you invite into a room by opening a window. Yes. Or like the star, this light from, that comes from different stars. Mm. That, 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 that might work. Yeah, so it first suffuses your being, even though it's coming from outside. And there are different types of goddess energies. Yes. 
Yes. And they, they're not, they, they, you don't necessarily have to think of them as literal goddesses, but that's just a nice poetic metaphor. It's a poetic metaphor, metaphor yes. For, could be a psychic state or some universal archetype that we're all tapping into if you want something more scientific. Either way, it's about getting way more out of life and sex and sensuality mm. than you do just by concentrating on bodies. Yes, yes. And you allow different expression. So you're not locking yourself into, you know, porn star or prude or, you know, I should be doing this. It's whatever happens, happens, and it's all good. In fact, at the, in the la later part of the program, when you do the exercise mm. portion of the program, we're going to do maybe an exercise around, that. around accessing these goddess energies. Mm. In the meantime, mm. tell us a little bit more about that, about the goddesses and their energies and what and what's in it for the woman. <laughs> what's in it for the woman? What's in it for the woman is she can actually tap into her potential as a woman. And I actually believe that female sexual potential is way greater than male. And, in fact, it's only when a woman gets to there, when she can actually reach these, these heights of ecstasy and arousal, that her partner can do it too. The man actually needs the woman to go there. In fact, you often say that a woman's body intelligence mm. is what determines mm -hmm. the quality of the sex act for her. Yes. So it's in a woman's best interest to increase her intelligence about mm. her own body. I mean, it's not mm. a fixed thing, this body intelligence. No. And often when a woman is reluctant to engage in sexual activity, it's not frigidity, it's the body's intelligence saying, mm. I'm not ready. Yes, Absolutely. So a woman must always honour what her body's saying. And if her body's saying, I don't want to go here, then she should honour that. But rather than saying, well, I don't want to do it because, you know, I'm too old or I'm a mum or I'm blah, 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 she should actually ask herself, well, then what would it take? Because this is not working for me. So the big piece of advice here for mm. women is mm. don't stop at, I'm not ready, therefore I'm, because I'm too whatever, Yes. therefore I'm going to just stop and accept the fact that I'm to whatever, mm -hmm. young, old, tired, yes. frigid, whatever. Mm -hmm. It's about saying, okay, I'm not ready, mm -hmm. but I'm willing to entertain the possibility <laughs> of getting ready. Yes, and what would it take for me to get ready? So to use the, the yin-yang analogies that I use so much, so if we're talking about the yin part of sex, it's very important that a woman and her partner have that lovely yin connection, that beautiful bonding happening, right? What they're doing in this state is getting their parasympathetic nervous system engaged, mm -hmm. and that's the relaxation. And you can only engage your parasympathetic nervous system if you're feeling relaxed and if you're feeling safe, right? You can't do it if you're still thinking about a million different things. You can't do it if you're feeling under pressure or anything like that. You have to be able to relax. And which then, is why you can't do it under obligation either, which is why you often say that obligation sex is self-imposed low-level sexual trauma. Yes. It traumatizes you. You're traumatizing yourself because unless, until you get to this yin state, you know, this lovely, beautiful relaxation, you know, parasympathetic nervous system engaged, then you will be forcing yourself to have sex and it will not be a pleasant encounter. What you're doing is traumatizing yourself. You're numbing your vagina. You're numbing your genitals. You're numbing your spirit. Right. You're deafening the ear to hear mm. the voice of these goddesses. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. And so many women have numbed themselves after years of poor quality sex or thinking that it's good quality, but in fact what they're just seeking is ever-increasing intensity. I was having this conversation with a female client just yesterday who was seeking more and more intense sex until she just kind of realised that she wasn't enjoying it at all in a long-term relationship. And so to extend the metaphor, it Mm. could have been her situation that she was deaf to the music no matter how loud it was being played. Yes. And and, And playing louder music isn't going to help the deafness. No. What you actually have to do is tone down the music, allow the, the, the... the hearing, the hearing to, grow to grow again. Yes, yes. But she didn't know that. She didn't know that was an option. She thought the only type of music was heavy metal, right? Mm. And she was over that. So she thought she didn't want to listen to music ever again, right? And she was kind of feeling bad because her husband still did. Although, interestingly, and I, I come across this so often, he actually wanted to listen to the gentle music. <laughs> but she was like, no, 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 it's heavy metal or nothing. She had no concept of gentle chill out music not that we have anything to and any judgment against heavy metal sex it can no. be wonderful it can be very energized it can be mm. very yes just powerful yes but if that's the only mm. music sexual music you ever hear mm. you're narrowing your options well you are and most people will start becoming numb to it like they get deaf to it I just can't. Not only to that, but to everything else. Well, yes, and what seems to be really interesting, I think I've spoken about this before, is about, you know, how a woman's sense of self and her joie de vivre and her enjoyment of life is so much linked to her sexuality and, you know, in the nervous system linked to her genital system. And um, we're going to be having an interesting conversation soon, as we just pre-recorded, around the sex brain, with um, uh, which I can't wait till that's broadcast because it was such a good conversation. Um, and that until a woman is engaged, well, and a man too, but until a woman is engaged in her, her lower chakras, so to speak, to the pelvic area and, and, and wakes that up and is in tune to subtlety, then there isn't a good connection between them and her brain and she loses, she loses a sense of like, you know, creativity and joy in life. And the more you're in tune with your sexuality and the more you are in tune with life, it's just, it becomes easy. (laughs) It suffuses, it suffuses your being. And as you become more in tune with this, it becomes easier for you to say, well, this is where I'm at, this is what I need, this is what I want, and for your partner to therefore be able to provide that for you. So again, later on in the program, when we look specifically at exercise to help Mm. women awaken this, Mm. The, the main insight for women this week is mm. there's more than just heavy metal sex. <laughs> there's more. Just because you're numb mm. doesn't mean that you can't re- reawaken. Yes. You have other options. Mm. You can explore this. You don't have to retreat into obligation sex out of despair. Yes, or give up entirely. You don't ha- have to assume that just because you're reluctant, you're frigid. Yes, just means that you're not ready. Mm-hmm. You need to look at ways of. You need to first have hope. Yes, there is do. hope. There is absolute hope. Keep listening to these programs. So, ladies, what I want you to do is to start really thinking, like we were talking about last week. You know, what makes you go? Mm, what makes you feel good? And then, what take that into the sex act? Do you have a beautiful bedroom? 
Are you taking your time? Do you love to kiss? So many women tell me they love to kiss. And when they kiss beautifully, that awakens them and that starts their whole desire going. Do you prefer to be touched? How do you like to be touched? You need to be able to let your partner know how you like to be touched. But keeping in mind, too, that you can only do this for so long before you want it to then turn into a more yang encounter. Because women actually need to get the yang coming out as well. At some point, you need to lift it up. So even though yin precedes yang, the yes. readiness, the acceptance, the invitation, invitation yes. needs to precede the penetration, oh, so to speak. Yes. After mm. a while... Mm it will naturally flow into a more yang state. A more well, the arousal will start to happen. But often for a woman, she needs to kind of come down before she can rise up. Which is quite the opposite of the dynamic for the man, where the man usually, the arousal comes first. And he can and use that. And then he yes. uses that. But what the woman needs to realise, because they often think that if the man's aroused and he wants to suddenly get into intercourse, right? And that's the big flaw because the men love the yummy stuff too, right? Just because he's got an erection doesn't mean it has to go into the vagina straight away, yeah? Men are quite happy to, to kiss and to touch and to massage and to, you know, happy to watch you do a slow undress or to undress you or to listen to some erotica, yeah? And engage all the senses. And engage all the senses, and turn it into like this really complete holistic experience. If you think of the vagina as the nest. Ooh, yes. New analogy coming New up. analogy coming up. If you think <laughs> of the vagina as the nest, then mm. you're also looking at creating the environment, which we talk about often, mm. creating mm. the environment cr mm. from the outside. Yes. But we're also looking at the inv invitation from the inside. So we're looking at nest building mm. from the inside. Yes. And we'll look at more of that after the break. We come to a break already. All right, I guess time flies when you're having this sort of fun. Fun, fun, fun. So, true to the spirit of the program, the first yes. part of the program today was about the invitation. And now we've come to the penetrative part of the program. Penetrate us, Jacqueline. Xavier, I ban penetration. Well, then enclose us. Absolutely. I would like to envelop. Okay, envelop us. So this is something that I would like to talk to the ladies about, is that it's not about penetration, because penetration is like, whoa, button down the hatches, prepare for penetration. That's not parasympathetic, right? What you want is invitation, yes, and so that you have a sense of enclosing the penis, of enveloping the penis, right? From there you can build up to more intensity and so forth. But what you want to have as the woman is this opening, yeah? And from there then you can build up to more intensity if you want to. But if you have not yet really experienced this concept of invitation and envelopment, enclosure about, you know, about embracing your partner's penis with your vagina, then you need to focus on that for a while and you need to do some of those lovely exercises like plugging in, which I think I've mentioned in the past, which is where the penis just gently goes in, slowly goes into the vagina and then when it's in, you just the two of you just hang there for a while. Women are often accused of and also accuse themselves of being sexually dysfunctional. Mm. Some the idea generally being that if there's going to be a problem sexually, it's the woman who is going to have the problem more than the man. But 
one of the things you do say is that women aren't dysfunctional, they're just bored. Yes. This is also a cure for boredom. Yes, and that's part of the yang kind of side of things, right? And why you need to be careful not to get too yin because if all it is is about massages and stuff, you're going to fall asleep. Okay, you need something to sort of lift your spirits as well, to rev you up a little bit as well. And so if you're not getting the yin, then you're not going to be ready to have sex at all, right? And that's not frigidity, that's the body intelligence thing that we were talking about before. But at the same time, if there's nothing happening that's kind of going to get her, like, boiling a little bit, then she's bored, right? So um, to, to, to be honest, mm, really thinking about this, yes, there really isn't enough in bodies to keep people interested in sex because my observation has mm. been, and maybe you can back this up, mm. that I often see couples, regardless of where they come from and who they are, after a while, sexually, they become bored with each other. Mm. And I think it's because once you know a body pretty well, it's you've explored that territory. To some extent. I find it's less about it's the same old body. It's more that it's just the same old stuff that they're doing. So it's the same old energy. It's the same old energy. It's the same old routine. So it's not about so much about body boredom. It's about energetic boredom. Yes, it is. Yeah. I mean, it would be like just having meat and three veg, you know, like the same old food every night after night after night. It's boring. It's a bit hard to get excited about it. Right. And, which is why people often resort to external mm. sources. Speaking of which, we've had, we actually have a... A question that came during the week. Leslie from Sacramento asks, can you tell us about lubricant? To me, it seems unnatural and I shouldn't need it. What do you think? He's throwing lubricant in just like that. I threw it in like that because I just thought sources, because they're trying to spice up the things. I thought, the lubricant. Yes, this could be part of the, re I mean, part of the reason that people have problems with these external things mm. is because maybe their internal intelligence is telling them that it's not going to solve all the problems. Well, yes. Okay. So if we look at lubricant, you don't want to use lubricant because as a substitute to becoming aroused. Okay. However, there are always times when a bit of lube does not go astray because, you know, sometimes, well, especially if you're having, you know, lengthy sex, you might find that you're not naturally lubing up as much as you might or different times of the month or, and certainly postmenopausal, that tends to be a bit more of an issue. If you get a lube that's, that's made of natural ingredients, then, you know, use it. There's nothing unnatural about lubricant any more than there's anything unnatural about brushing your teeth or driving a car, right? They are things that we've developed that help us to be healthier and happier. And but so don't treat lubricant as a sort of tomato sauce that you can just put on something, on, on meat and three vegetables. Oh, yes, I heard this terrible story once about this woman who would surreptitiously, if she thought that her husband was going to want sex, she would surreptitiously get some lube on the inside before they got into bed so that she, he would think that she was interested. She did this for years, right? That's very sad. It's sad. It's so sad because she thought that she was supposed to be bang, ready like that. So she'd just lube up her vagina so that he could just stick it in, right? But it's interesting if we're talking about lubricant, actually, a natural lubricant, See, the more you get into this style of sexuality, the more you'll find that the, the quality of the, um, 
the natural lubrication that the woman produces, her love juices, they change depending on on the activity. And um, you, know, you can get like really beautiful kind of slippery ones and others that are kind of wetter. And- I've got another analogy. What? If we're looking at, if we're looking at energy, mm. because we were talking about energy and that's how we yes. got to lubricant. Oh, okay. <laughs> yes, I thought there was something that didn't quite. No, 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 yeah. no, no, no. There's a connection here. Yes. We're looking at the connection, we're talking about opening up. Think mm. about a flower opening up to the sunlight and mm-hmm. producing more nectar. Yes, yes. Absolutely. There's nothing unnatural about a, su- a flower opening up and producing mm-hmm. more nectar. Mm. No. This is what we're talking about. We're talking about the opening mm-hmm. and that the juices naturally flow. Yes. And in the, the old, you know, like tantric and Taoist texts and stuff, they talk a lot about the, the female, you know, juices and nectars. They often, in fact, they often use the word nectar and the, the feminine nectar that's produced and that's produced by different types of lovemaking and by, you know, stimulating different parts of the woman's body or her, her vagina and so forth. So you get the creamy ones and you get the slippery ones and you get the wet ones and different qualities of those as well. And different smells too. Oh, and different smells, you know. And, you know, guys like to get into this. You know, a lot of women are sort of brought up to think that, ooh, 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 all that sort of stuff's not very nice, like it's kind of necessary so that his penis can sort of move around without hurting you. But if that's your concept of beautiful female love juices, then, whoa, you've got a long way to go, baby. Because, you know, a man can become a connoisseur of, of the smell, the taste, the texture, you know, like it become the, the, the look. You're, you're engaging all of your senses when you're looking at a woman's beautiful love juices. None of which is available in the other, one of the other great things that people try to go to when they're trying mm-hmm. to get better sex, which is pornography. Oh. Because there's another question here. Mm. Uh, Tina from Oklahoma. I had a very adventurous sex life with my husband when we were first together and we watched a lot of porn. Mm. Then after we had kids, I'd watch some porn to get myself in the mood. Now I find it disgusts me, but I don't know what to do instead. Can you mm. help? Mm. In fact, Tina, this is, everything that we're talking about is about helping people like in your position. Yes. Because Tina is thinking mm. that, well, that worked. doesn't work anymore mm. because you've done all that. Mm. It's well, about- probably what happened, right, because I do encounter women in Tina's position, probably what happens when they were younger and having lots of exciting sex, there was a lot of yin stuff happening as well, right? So there was a lot of connection with each other. They were doing cool things together. There was a lot of yumminess. So she was kind of keeping her, you know, female water energy on a good constant simmer and when a woman's at that level it doesn't take that much to kind of put it up higher and you know if part of her eroticism is watching some porn or watching other people have sex great doesn't take very much but chances are over time they lost that that lovely yin connecting type stuff they became complacent about their bonding and their before play and and instead what they would do is they just go straight into the more yang stuff so they just switch on the porn and her body would respond because women's bodies do often respond to porn, even if they're not kind of enjoying it. And if they're not enjoying it, and they're used to it, it's probably because they're not yet ready, right? They're going in too hard too soon. And so that too becomes a bit of a kind of low-level trauma. And over time she starts finding like, oh, I don't want to do that anymore, right? What's wrong with me? Nothing's wrong with her. She has to get back to engaging with her partner in a way that allows that yin yumminess to start happening so that she's starting to arouse her body naturally. 
then when she feels ready for sort of like, yeah, now I want something to turn me on a little bit more, and it could be watching a little bit of porn or it could be playing certain music, it could be kind of positions, it could be, you know, bringing out the handcuffs, it could be reading some erotic, it could be having a partner tell stories or she tell a story while she does it, it could be lying in their favourite position or having 69 together for hours on end, who knows? There's all sorts of things, right? But you've got to get that yin connection sort of happening. It occurs to me that this yin connection is mm. about self-intimacy. In part, it is about self-intimacy. What becoming, are you more, more, becoming more intimate with yourself. It's definitely partly about that. And then from that, it's becoming an intimate connection with your partner. The reason I'm, I'm yeah. saying that is because I've got another question. Jess oh, from okay. the Gold, Gold Coast is saying, I'm a yoga teacher and always thought I was very together. But recently, I realized that I couldn't do intimacy. Yeah. I feel strong and empowered in myself. But with a partner, I shut myself off. I've done some tantra courses, but they haven't shifted anything. I like your approach, though. I like the concept of allowing. Mm-hmm, yes. So what I'm getting there is with this self-intimacy, Yes. I don't see how it's possible to have intimacy with another until you're intimate with yourself. True, true. But it's interesting how many people who see themselves as you know, spiritual questers and you know, yoga practitioners and stuff who feel like really good within themselves and got these lovely healthy bodies and they meditate and they can do all of that but bring them into, you know, engage with a partner sexually and they, they close off. Why does that happen? Yeah, because they, they don't have that inner confidence to be able to just open up and be truly themselves. So intimacy isn't just about feeling good about yourself. It's mm. about feeling confident about yourself. And it's about allowing yourself to be vulnerable, right? So you haven't built this beautiful garden surrounded by a 12-foot, 3-foot thick wall. Yes, yes. You have to allow someone in. And at, you have- at some point, somebody has to appreciate the garden you've cultivated. Well, yes, because then you can enjoy it even more because you can talk about it and share it with somebody. Because sex is a communicative act. It is. It is indeed. It's a dialogue. It is. You've got to be, so you have to know your own voice and then mm. you have to be willing to listen to the voice of another. Only then can you have a nice little chat. God, you're just laying the analogies on so thick. They're just beautiful. Mm. I'm just trying to. I'm just trying to think about this in a way that I can. I, I can understand it. Yes. Because I'm sure and that our pe- listeners. Because yeah, our listeners can understand mm. it too. Because a lot of what you talk is so cutting edge mm. for a lot of people. It's mm. like, oh, that's a revelation. Oh, yeah. I never thought about that before. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. You know, like um, I was having this lovely conversation with one of my clients yesterday, and we're mostly talking about moving from away from sex as a three-course meal to sex as a picnic with no expectation. You can eat what you like, when you like, and whatever order you like. And she was just like, oh, my God, this is just so freeing, just so freeing. And she's just like, I mean, I can engage with my husband and stop at whatever point I want, and we can do whatever we want or do nothing if we don't want to. We'll start something and then say that's enough. She, and I'm like, yes. She goes, oh, my God. She's just, it's just just the relief. Like so often women women just express such relief when they realise, when they get what I'm talking about. And sometimes it can take a while for people to get what I'm talking about because the approach 
I'm promoting here is so different to what we think of as normal sex. Which answers a question that we're getting from Philippa from Phoenix. Can we do this quickly? We simply don't have time for long <laughs> sessions of sex. We've got two children under three. Oh, God, yes. Yes, no, I, rem- I remember that, Philippa. <laughs> oh, God. In your own life? Yes, in my own life. Yeah, I've got three children. Yes, and, you know, there are times when you don't have time for languid stuff. That's why it's so important that you focus on the yin stuff that you focus on your connection, that as a woman you're giving yourself the time and space to feel good within yourself. So you're loving life, you're loving your children, you're loving your role as a mother. You're challenging, but you can, you know, you can feel it within yourself. You feel your sexuality. You feel it as just like love of life and just this kind of yumminess inside you. So, and then if you're maintaining the connection with your partner, you know, through lots of lovely connections throughout the day, then it doesn't necessarily take much to be able to then sort of slip into some more, you know, physical, sexual relating, if that's what you want. And it could be as simple as like having a quick little, you know, quick little bonk in the bathroom while the kids are having their breakfast or something, or, you know, the little one's down for a sleep for a while, the other one's watching a video, come on, let's go upstairs and have a bit of nookie. Yeah, because we don't want to give our listeners the impression that um, we're only advocating symphonic sex. There is room in life for a few pop songs. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yes. And, I mean, not every, you know, symfo- symphony goes forever. I mean, there's little, <laughs> there's little take-out notes. and it's and, best of. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, you know, but it is lovely to be able sometimes to be able to have a longer uh, engagement with your partner. But certainly when you've got little kids, you know, this is going to be a good few years there where if you get any lengthy sex, then you're lucky. So you do have to be able to have a quality quickie um and sometimes i say it's a bit like um, you know i make a lot of food analogies mm. and you know we might be talking about you know a 10 course degustation meal here and it's absolutely fantastic but you know sometimes you, all you've got time for all you want is you know cheese on toast but you can have the finest you know swiss cheese and you can have the most beautiful artisan baked sourdough you know and it's simple as anything but the quality it's about the quality it's about preparing the bread mm. beforehand. Yes, well, having it, having the che- having that, having that exquisite cheese in the refrigerator, yes. waiting. Yes, just waiting. So it's simple. You've to done be- all the homework first, so that when yes. it comes to assembly, you can actually assemble quickly mm. and get a very high quality experience from a quick assembly because you've done the homework. Yes, you're ready. This is so important because mm. people seem to think that sex comes out of nowhere. Yes, and that's such a fallacy. Food doesn't come out of nowhere. <laughs> it takes preparation. Fine wine doesn't come out of nowhere. No, no. Beautiful perfume doesn't come out of nowhere. It's these Any things great are... experience in life is generally happening because the conditions are right to enable it to happen. Yeah? I will no doubt be talking at length more about this when we go into you know, couple stuff over the next few programs. But, you know, I talk about stocking your love larder. Yeah, so just like if you want to sort of spontaneously create a beautiful meal, you need to have a well-stocked kitchen. <laughs> yeah, you need to have the ingredients. You need to have the utensils so that you can fairly simply and easily create yourself a lovely meal. Right. It's the same with sex. There's a rather funny question at the moment. Justin from Tallahassee says, I'd like to meet a woman like this. Where can I meet one? <laughs> Justin, you might have to actually... And create this in yourself first. Yes. Before he'll find this in someone else. Yes, and more likely is that you'll have to co-create this. 
all right? Because I don't believe that there are a lot of, you know, these amazing people out there who, you know, are just so in touch with their sexuality and embody it and manifest it, blah, blah, in their lives, right? There aren't that many people like that out there. And if there are, chances are they're connecting with people who are, who are similarly energetically. They're developed. already spoken for. <laughs> Or so quite often what a couple will need to do is to meet someone. I mean, you're only ever going to meet someone who's at a fairly similar energetic level to yourself anyway, right? Um, so actually I'd like to talk about this a bit more because it's a really important question. So maybe after we've had our break. Yeah, we'll, we'll look at exactly how you can create this in yourself and how to co-create it with someone else. Yeah, and, you know, what the guys can do to help, the, help their women experience this. We'll look at that after the break. We will. Okay, welcome back. So we're talking about how you can meet someone. A man wrote into Justin, I think. Yes, Justin, Justin was getting all excited about the sort of woman that we were describing, a woman who is in touch with herself, who is, mm. who is allowing the goddess energies in, etc. Yes. and said, I'd like to meet a woman like this. Where can I meet one? Mm. Much as we appreciate the, the question, it, to me it sounds a little bit like... Um, the supermarket mentality of life yes. that you can just shop around and get something it's already on the shelf mm. what we have discovered i guess separately and also in the course of working together also that people don't seem to automatically think oh wait a minute this is something i may have to cultivate mm. there may not be a supermarket for this justin <laughs> yes. or anybody else there may not well, be a pre-packaged product that yeah. you might actually have to mm. go back to fundamentals mm -hmm. and do this yourself. Yes. It's interesting when I read, you know, some of the online dating sites and, and what people are putting out there, you know, and what I'm looking for. Are we, everyone's looking for the perfect partner. Duh, right? So it's not really very helpful just to say, well, yes, I want the perfect partner. Where is she? Right? Because are you the perfect partner yourself? Right. There is also, if we want to get new age into this, uh, the law of attraction. Yes. That post, one of the main principles of that is yes. become who you are first. Yes. And then allow that energy to send out the signal into the universe that will automatically bring mm -hmm. somebody who's at the same level as you yes. because into you harmonic resonance. Yes, because you can't bat too high. It just won't happen. Right, so you need to recognise that the kind of people you're attracting into your life are already—they're the ones that you're going to attract. They're your level. So you can either change yourself and raise your own vibration, so you attract in people of higher vibration, or you stay with the people who you're with. And if you're in a long-term relationship, that would be your partner. Kind of like, let's work on this. Let's do this together. Because that's another problem with the supermarket mentality. I don't like this product. I'll give it back. I yes. don't like my partner anymore. Yes. I'll give them back. Mm. Rather than, wait a minute, you've already invested possibly months, years, yes, decades. maybe decades in a relationship. You might even have children or not, mm. whatever. You may mm. own a house together or not, whatever. Mm. Wouldn't it make more sense to bring each other into the yes. journey? Absolutely. And that's always the preference. And I would say to people, you know, don't end the relationship until you've tried. And if one of you really doesn't want to go on this journey or isn't interested and you're kind of realizing that perhaps over the course of your relationship, you've grown more than your partner and they're just not interested in catching up, well, then you might choose to end. And I think that's a very valid reason to end a relationship. If they're not willing to come to the party with you. And to grow with you. But the first option should always be, I'm going to change 
myself. Yes. yes. I'm inviting you to come along with me. Mm. And so as, as a man, if you want to work with your partner, and it can be a new partner as mm. well, right, then you need to, if you feel that perhaps you're a little bit more aware in this area than she is, then it's up to you to help guide it a little bit. You can't expect her to be at your level right? If she thinks that it's just a shagadelic model and you want to explore it a little bit more, well, then you have to invite and guide and so forth and encourage conversation around it and grow together. Or if you're with a woman who seems to potentially be maybe a little bit more advanced there, like she's a little bit more aware of where she's at and what she needs, well, then you need to follow her lead, right? And you can't be feeling all petulant and upset if she's like, you know, slow down or that's not good enough or this is what I need, because a lot of women are, are very um, reluctant to tell their partner what they need because they're fearful that he's going to act like a petulant child, right? And even if he does, a woman has to feel empowered enough to be able to deal with that. Oh, I'm dealing with a petulant child, so what? Well, ideally, yes, yeah, and not sort of buy into it herself and go, oh, you know, what's wrong with me or what's wrong with you? And Yeah, you have to give each other space to grow. You really have to give each other space. Speaking of which, mm. on a practical level, yes. because we're in the practical part of our... Of our we are. We are. Mm. On a practical level, we've mm. been talking about women and cultivating and empowering. Yes. What can you give our female listeners mm. right now yes. that will help them to access these energies of empowerment that, we've called, that we're, we're introducing just the idea this week because it's a big subject and yes. we can't possibly talk about all the different goddesses that are available, well, I, I but to access the goddess within. Yes. Well, I mean, in future, because I've finished my, my manuscript, I'm now looking for a publisher for my book on the seven sex goddesses, Sexual Reliberation for the Modern Woman, then we will be talking about the seven different sex goddesses and there are other male equivalents as well in future programs and I'm really quite excited about that. It's certainly what we're going to be focusing on at the retreat. Um, so as I do a lot when I'm working with people is it's I say to them, okay, we're not going to actually have, be having sex. We're going to find something else in life that sort of is a substitute for it. And for this exercise, it's simply going to be movement. It's a bit like dance, right? And for the woman to find some nice music, different types of music, play different types of music, be on your own, in your bedroom or your lounge room, there's no one around, so you're not going to get embarrassed by anybody watching you. And I want you just to listen to the music and just move to it. That's all you do. You just move to the music. You just welcome the music inside your body and you just start feeling how you want to move to it. All right? That's basically the exercise. But you've got to keep bringing yourself back to the exercise because your mind will wander. Anytime when you start thinking, oh, this is a bit silly or I probably look stupid, it doesn't matter what you look like. No one's looking anyway. It's about feeling the music from the inside and simply allowing your body to move to it, right? And you'll find maybe you'll play a song that's very slow and sensual and maybe your body will move in sort of more sinuous type ways. Fabulous, fabulous. Maybe you could even consider what kind of like animal energy is this, you know, like I'm feeling like a snake 
and you might ask yourself, so how would a snake move to this music? And you'll find yourself moving in a way that a snake moves. Or maybe you feel like maybe I'm more like a fish moving through the ocean. So how would, how would that fish move through the ocean? Or maybe I'm a giant turtle. Okay, so you're just freeing yourself up to allow whatever kind of energetic expression comes to you to simply emerge okay if you once you play some more intense music all right it could be heavy metal or it could be drumming or something like that or it could be you know beethoven's fifth doesn't matter exactly but you want to feel it so what's your expression for this you might want to jump you might want to pump your hands what kind of animal do you feel like you know something powerful are you feeling like you want to roar like a cat a big cat like a lioness or something like that or or a cougar a cougar <laughs> yes um, or do you feel more like, you know, some kind of, you know, chimpanzee that's moving, swinging through the forest, you know, like big open expression here. You know, what's, what's the difference here? Maybe you play some music and it's a little bit more playful, all right? So you might feel more like, you know, a bit of a puppy, you know, hopping around or, you know, like you're a frog. I don't know. Like I'm just naturally expressing this as I talk to you. And it's exactly the same. That's what you do. So put together, you know, like half a dozen different songs. Put a little playlist together play it you can start sitting down you can start lying down or you can just start standing up just stand up do some of the breaths that we've been practicing you can even do that visualization that i did with you yesterday where you're really feeling yourself on the inside yeah and then just allow the music to guide you allow the music to lead you wherever you want to go and just for today i want you to focus on animal energies like what kind of animal am i feeling here and how would i express myself as a horse if that's what you're feeling a noble horse you know if you're feeling like i'm just a cat i'm purring like a cat that's what you're going to feel and you're just going to allow your body to move and if you notice as undoubtedly you will that your head gets in the way saying oh i shouldn't or this is silly or what if someone saw me whatever that's what you've got to overcome so just keep doing it. And so part of this is overcoming limiting beliefs. Part of this is about allowing yourself free expression. And the more you practice this and the more you allow yourself free expression like this, the easier it will be to do when you're making love with your partner. Is it better that they choose music that doesn't have words? It doesn't particularly doesn't matter. matter. Doesn't it doesn't matter. particularly matter. No, sometimes the words can be distracting. Like some That's of, why I'm asking. Yeah. Some people find that they just can't stop thinking about other things, whereas sometimes you can sort of distract your mind with the words. <laughs> so your mind's kind of singing along with the words and then you can let your body go free. There is some evidence that all of this thing, these exercises that you lead people through every mm. week work. Rebecca from London says mm -hmm. that visualisation you took us through last week was very powerful for me. I've never, ever focused on my insides like that. Wow, as you talked me up and through my body, I really felt it. I listened to that part of your show a couple more times through the week too. Of course, we people can always do because yeah. they because it's available as a mm. as an audio blog. Yeah. Um, thank you. I'm hoping to learn more about you and how you feel and how to feel like when I'm with a partner, which I'm not at the moment, but I'm looking forward to it, mm. which is what we've discussed today. Mm. So this incredible step that you can take people through of yes i'm just allowing energy to go through me yes this is the big take-home word everybody the word of the week is allow 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 the energy and it and it finds its own channels it does 
it finds its own expression. It, it'll take you where it wants to go. Mm. Just ride with it. Yes. You're in the privacy of your own home. Uh, yes, you are. And as you get better at that, you can be better at that in your lovemaking. And that's when a woman becomes completely free and that's when sex takes on this spiritual dimension. This is all about practising as you do practising when you before you go into an orchestra, you practice your instrument on mm -hmm. your own. Mm -hmm. Your whole body, your whole soul, your whole mind is your instrument. Yes. And you're allowing yourself to listen to the music mm. of this energy. Mm. Yes. And anyone who gets very good at anything in life gets to this point where they can just be freely creative. You know, a good cook in, in the kitchen, you know, they might have some kind of a recipe, their idea they're following, but generally, you know, it just becomes, you know, they just naturally put the right amount of spices and things like that in. Which relates to this artists. concept of coming through full circle. In the beginning, you're just playing. Mm -hmm. In the middle, you're working. Yeah. At the end, you're just playing again, yes. but from at a higher level. Yes, there's the mountain, then the mountain goes, and then the mountain is there again. But it's a different mountain. And it's a different you. It's a different you, and sex becomes different. It becomes a spiritual experience. It becomes a spiritual experience. Mm. That's lovely. What's in it for us for next week? Yes, yeah, so next week, I'm going to spend the next, uh, well, next week we're going to start looking at couple stuff. Mm -hmm. Okay, so we have been obviously talking about couple sex and so forth. Um, so, what we've done so far is cover a lot of material that's in my current ebooks that are available on my website. Um, and it's called the Sex Matters, no, the Sex Stuff series, Sex Matters Men and Women, which you can buy for a mere $11, Australian that is as well. So now we're going to move more into couples. My next series, which is going to be released very shortly, is the couple series. And that's about how the couple can work together through the bonding, the getting to sex, which I call the foreplay, and then the actual <laughs> bonking, which is the having sex. So we're going to be talking about bonding before play and bonking. And that's what we're going to talk about next week. So, Well, I'm listening forward for that. You're listening forward. And I look forward to uh, chatting to everybody again next week as you join Xavier and myself here on the Tantric Lounge. <laughs>